Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, people? You know that sound is the Unfiltered Band, which means another episode of Unfiltered. It's episode number 44. I am entitling this one, To Teo the Truth. And thank you, Unfiltered Band, for joining us. You can jump on the Unfiltered Revolution and get to me anytime at Casey Stern and hop on board. Want to hear from you along the way. If you're listening to the YouTube uh, side of it or watching on the YouTube side, that's great. Liking all the videos and hopefully subscribing and getting your friends to do the same. If you're not, you should be sharing all this on Twitter to make sure they do that or going into the Twitter bio and vice versa and staying in touch. And again, the merch on the Unfiltered Revolution stuff is coming and some uh, other news as it kind of rolls here over the next few days in terms of uh, things to expect, uh, not only from this podcast, but from me in general. So stay tuned. This is an unplanned episode. I thrive on natural, real, authentic energy and reaction. I don't believe in, you know, pontificating, if you will, on stuff I don't feel passionate about. I'm not into it. I am working on, and you have to, you know, put these together, you know, a couple of lists and some other things that I've got going on. But I didn't plan on doing an episode of this podcast today. I just finished the, and I watched one yesterday, one today, the two-part documentary on Netflix, which I'm going to ask everybody who's watching this right now to watch. And I think by the end of when I'm done talking, you'll, if you made it that far, you're going to almost need to watch it. This, this doc and these untold stories are great. The one on the mouse and the palace was fantastic. These are always great. They're not 30 for 30 level, but they're really good. This documentary hit me. By the time you make it to the end of the second part, there's a 90-second part of the end of this in which he talks to you to close it. And in a weird way, in some ways I can describe and some I can't, I felt like he was saying something word for word I, I have felt. And would say with the same emotion. Sometimes things resonate with you. I've brought this up before, but again, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know why anybody listening or watching would want a peek into like what it's like to be me. But if you watch American Underdog with Kurt Warner, I'm not claiming to be a quarterback of any kind, but anybody who really knew me, or like if, if anybody watching this has not only just family members who would, because they're probably all of the views and listens that I have. And that's half tongue-in-cheek. Um, but I think anybody who knew me at any point in my life, if they watched that Kurt Warner movie, would feel a twinge of emotion being around me during times in my life and knowing how much I fought for my own dreams. Certain movies just kind of resonate with you. That I knew would. I went and I said this... I think in the Wayback Machine, I think it was still on Facebook at the time that that movie came out. I think that's where I put it. But I went by myself to the theater that day, and it was like, at the time, I've had a lot of game-changing moments in the last you know, four or five years of my life that have kind of kept me pushing to the next chapter. That was, that was one of them, that day in that theater alone, here in Atlanta, to see that movie. To remind me to keep fighting. 
So I highly recommend American Underdog for anybody. But this documentary, there's a few things I want to get into on this. And, you know, I'm going to do this as Life Pod Series uh, number four. I did not plan on this. I really didn't. But it's like I need to put these thoughts somewhere, and that's what I want to create here. That's what I want this to be about, you know. It's amazing because I don't think I ever, you know, Manti Teo ends up, you know, basically dealing with anxiety in this movie. And for me, I think it was kind of reverse. You know, I, despite going through things in my childhood, when I was, you know, diagnosed in my 20s, I, I don't, it, when I put the chicken in the egg, I, I don't, I didn't get it from things I was going through, which you certainly can at points in your life, and he did. I just kind of had it. Hereditary or however those things happen. But I want to talk about some of the things that resonated with me from this doc, and I, I hope people will watch it and then come back and comment. You know, after listening to this, maybe go watch it and then you know hop back on after the two hours that you view it, whenever it is, and, and comment to me what you thought or tweet me. If I if I hit the mark on kind of some of what this made me feel, everybody's going to have different things resonate with them. I've said this before. I, I will always be as honest as I can, even to fault of my own. There are certain things at times I can't. But I would. The thing that resonated with me most, I think, about this documentary is I have lived in my life, and I'm sure a lot of you in different ways have, but I have lived in my life, I would say, much more so the last four or five years than the first 40. Even though going through, look, we all, I went through bullying as a kid, we all go through different things, right? Parents divorce when I'm younger, you know, seeing things growing up quicker, all that stuff. But you explain those sort of things to people, and at every point in my life where I was willing to, and, and early on there were not many, everybody would kind of understand it and then, like, you know, be helpful in the reaction because you would, like, play out and say, okay, this is what happened, and they kind of would get it, right? I resonate with going through something in your life that you literally can't even explain to anyone. Because unless you lived it, you would think it's a movie or that I'm the biggest idiot on the history of planet Earth. I think that's why it made me, at the end, it wasn't like an emotional documentary, but at the end, if, if, watch it, don't skip to the end. But that 90 seconds, I, I, I got emotional. I just finished it literally 45 minutes ago. I wanted to just kind of wash up and boom, come in here and just knock this pot out because that's the way I want the unfiltered thing to be, as real as we can be about whatever the hell we're talking about. It doesn't have to be about ringworm. And you know I love to joke around and mess around, but that's not, it's not enough for me. That's not what my impact on my life is going to be. It's not enough. But him wanting to take something that nobody understood that he got ridiculed for, that tore his career down, that had all those things happen to him. And he's still sitting there in the moment looking at a screen saying, here's how I'm going to use it to help other people. And you just know from the outside that there are people looking at that and saying, you're the same naive moron you were when that happened to you. 
That's why it happened. You didn't care enough about yourself. You let that happen to you, and now you're being the same way. What the hell are you going to use it to help other people? Screw them for what they did to you. I don't live that life or understand it, but I have people in my life who ridicule me. They do it behind my back. But currently, I know it. By the way they talk to me, I know it. That every time I talk to them about certain things that have happened to me, and I am finding excuses or trying to find silver linings or refuse to look at the negative. They talk to me in the same way that you want to reach out and talk to Manti Teo during that. Like, hey, dude, that's really great that you're a great person, but that got you nowhere through all this, right? I mean, that's the honest, it's, it, it's such the juxtaposition of kind of like what you think life is going to be when you handle yourself the right way. Before I changed my life in my like early 30s, I used to like say to people and I joke around and people who watching this who knew me like in high school or college, one of the lines that was a go-to line for me, and I had a few, juice worth the squeeze from the girl next door in my t 20s, and, oh my, all the time. Um, but I had a, a go-to line I always used. I said, you know, good things happen to good people and the rest happen to me. Even though I knew I was a good person, it's just like I couldn't get any luck. And then I and got into, which I've mentioned probably, and I don't know, half the pods here, I dropped the Branch Ricky line I always think about in my life, which is luck is the residue of design. So I'm busting my ass as, as much as, as many of you are in different ways to literally do everything I can to fight all the obstacles I'm fighting literally on a day in day up basis now. But similar to Manti Teo, from things that people around me in my life think I'm a moron for being naive enough to go through. They know I'm not a bad person. But that doesn't get you really very far in life. It's unfortunate, but it doesn't. Like, the fact that I can honestly tell you, it's like even people that, like, you know, I, I don't, like giving things away, certainly about other people because it's not fair. But I had a relationship in my life a long time ago, a long, long time ago. That was probably the one time in my whole life that I know my immaturity, it wouldn't have changed how I felt, but the way I handled things was, was way wrong. Afraid of confrontation, afraid to be honest. It was just wrong, a long, long time ago, but really wrong. It wasn't feeling of the heart for the other person, all that. That person is still nice to me. And not just to prove a point, like they're just still a really good, it almost makes you over the years feel bad. If they're watching this, I mean, I've said this to them, but it's it just, it, it blows me away. But for most of my life, even that person, I mean, you think in that situation, you know, look, I mean, I'm not perfect, but I'm a good person. You, you know where that gets you? It, it gets you really far as, as in your family, right? And it gets you really far in terms of how you feel spiritually and your pride in yourself. But Manti Teo is a good person. Look where it got him. You come away from that documentary, you just listen to the guy speak, forget about the story. And you're like, yeah, okay, it's kind of naive, but let's go through that, right? So you know how many people I know, you know how many times in my own life, now people say, I'm sure as they're watching this, yeah, but okay, fine. So you were like some like, you know, you know, fat kid that didn't feel good about himself. And like, you know, if somebody in an AOL chat room was nice to you, yeah, you probably felt good. Yeah, okay, fine. You want to say that about me? That's fine. 
And he's a football player. He didn't need that. He didn't need whatever. First of all, people at that level sometimes and in the spotlight, I said this in one of these earlier life pods, are the most insecure people on earth because you're being judged by everyone on earth at all times and every day you're on this earth. I'm still that way. It's hard not to be. I mean, it's just everything you say, everything you do. You don't know when it, it's like, you know, forget, I always laugh. I mean, it's like the time that I, you dropped the F-bomb. I, I did 12 or 13 years straight of four hours a day, five days a week, there was an entire year I didn't miss a day of work in two sports I covered in 2019. You know how much airtime I had? You know how many more mistakes I probably made? How many times there are like where it's like, oh my God, I'm vamping and it's like, what am I saying? And it's like, you got to be a good person not to screw up because literally you're not trying. It's just like who you are. Okay, fine. Like people thought I had dumb sports takes. But I always laugh. It's like all that airtime. And the one thing I did was like when one second I'm not supposed to be on air curse, right? But if you're authentic and you are who you are, it's just you, you leave that open. Like, look, I, if somebody doesn't like something I say, at least I could say, hey, it's me. <coughs> Excuse me. This is how I feel, right? Because <coughs> I'm being honest about it. But I, I watched this. This documentary, and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, like, how is it possible that he could have a relationship that's long distance with somebody for that long and not meet them? As many of you are going to watch this and feel, and I'm being honest, I put myself in that position. No, I, I wouldn't do it. Now, part of why I wouldn't be that naive is because so much has happened in my life, and I'm so cynical now. I'm at a more cynical point, I mean, the last year and a half. I mean, from this point forward, I mean, I, I, I trust my dog and my mother and my kids. About it. My agent. That's about it. 100 out of 100? That's about it. That's probably going to be it the rest of my life. Now. But... So it's hard for me to say, like, okay. So, but, so I try and, like, put myself in a position, I don't know, in my 20s, like 20 years ago. You know, personally, honestly, I don't think <clears throat> I don't think I could have waited that long to see somebody, so I don't think I would have dealt with it. I don't know whether believe or not would have been, a, a pro, you know, an issue, but I, I just I wouldn't have done that. But I've been naive and been a sucker and been a, a moron and been lied to and been lied to by somebody who faked an identity. I mean, I've had all of, literally all of those things, unbelievable as it is, have happened in my life. <laughs> so I'm watching this doc. I'm like, oh, yeah. Now, to the credit of at least to myself, at least met the person that was lying about who they were. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how you could believe what he did based on what he had. But at the same time, it's like, okay, like I kind of, I get it. This guy, it was naive and gullible. And you're going to have to deal with getting poked at by Twitter memes and all that. To lose his career over it, for people to question, I don't care what anybody's sexual, but to, to question it based on what he was saying or doing or the, the fact that, you know, you find out who it was afterwards and he didn't even know. This hoax, these people, Manti Teo, way nicer person than I am. Way nicer. And I, and I am, 
known to be in my life, probably now officially after the last two years of my life, the most gullible human literally on the face of the earth. And I'm working on it every day. I've showed you the book in one of these earlier life pods. I already finished that one. I went on to another one. I'll be reading them the rest of my life to reinforce every day of my life to never be taken to the woodshed again and lied to the way that I have been. And to be strong enough to, to question it when I know there's something fishy going on. But, like, I'm sitting there in a situation like watching the Manti Teo thing, and I'm thinking to myself, my goodness. This, these people have, like, they're playing different roles in a family, faking deaths. I mean, to mess with somebody's life in that way and for him to... For, Forgiving people who do something of that level, I, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. I mean, he's a better person than I am. I don't know. But part of my problem, which a lot of us have, is we're really good at situations on the outside looking in. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and this is totally true, right? I have been, you can ask any of my friends, I, am, I was for many years, I mean, look, when you have kids and things get busy and you travel, it's different, Right? But I mean, like back in the day, if you will, I was the go-to like psychologist for every friend I have. They'll be the first to tell you. I'm great at giving advice if it's not me. I always used to, I mean, I said in a previous pod, I was used to joke about to people like, you know, if somebody tells you in a relationship that like, you know, hey, you're not being treated right. And then again, like, hey, you're not being treated right. Like, hey, no, you shouldn't accept that. Like, hey, no. You can't stand for that. And you're the one saying, no, but you don't understand all the great things that they do and who they are. They're right. You're wrong. I used to say that to other people, and then it happened to me. We're all that way. Better at giving advice to other people. I wish I knew anti Teo. I probably could have given him great advice at the time. Don't take my own. But for this guy to have his career dragged the way it did, you know, one thing that I can you say that, that resonates with me is... The forgiving yourself part is the hardest part. And not because you did something wrong, and that took me a long time to figure out. Like when things happen in your life, and even if you didn't do them, and in my case it was you know, allowing things to occur, and allowing them to change the world around me and even who I was in one specific case. And to be so blinded, you know, by love or faith in humans, which is just how I am. And that's how I'm wired. That at the end of the day, really the hardest thing you come up with, and it took me a long time. And I'm still, I'd be totally honest with you and say, and I, I always say this all the time. Like when I'm talking to people around me close in my life and they ask me, like, have you forgived yourself? No. Working on it every day. Forgive them? Yes. A while ago. Because just like Manti Teo is doing, part of caring about other people, you just can't change that. You love people, you care for other people, you care for humans and humanity in general. It's just either you are or you aren't, Right? 
I'm stubborn. I tell crash jokes at times. I, I cuss a lot, like when I'm not on the air, like not in front of the kids, but in general. And I'm, I'm real goal oriented and care about my career. I've got, you know, we all have our own things, right? I like video games in my 40s, like whatever, right? But I'm really bad at holding grudges. Except with myself. Except with myself. I'm still working on that one. Forgiving myself. For being naive. For being gullible. For being dumb. For realizing I was unloved. Not unlovable, but unloved at the time. No. I still haven't. Working on it. But it's just honest, because people lie about everything, and I can't stand it. For Manti Teo to open up in that way, and it, it kind of like concludes at the end of the documentary, for him to be honest about that and going through that, that like that hit me like way home home, like into the core. Like Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck were in there drilling a hole. It was like Armageddon in the core of the earth inside me, because I get that. And people who don't, really don't understand that, they go the other way, like they don't think, like in a situation, and ironically, it's like I'm not comparing what, what I've got and all of you have your own stories, I'm sure, that are similar in your own ways, right? It's, I know for me personally, what I went through in a lot of ways is 100,000 times worse than what he did, and a lot of ways not even close to his bad. But I get that for giving the other person as crazy as that sounds, and not forgiving yourself. That's what happened to me. Now, eventually, I mean, eventually. Initially, it's like your anger gets displaced and you don't get it. And then, you know, really you're blaming the other person because you're taking it away from yourself. And in my case, I mean, the decisions in my life that I'm not proud of were due to a self-esteem that I'm not proud of and a level of it I'm not proud of. and for giving the wrong people all the right parts of me. But I've forgiven them. Myself, daily in progress. That's why I'm reading the books. Every, all the time. And I'm not ashamed of that. I mean, geez, I, like I, you know, I'm working hard, busting my ass, doing the best things I can to do in my life as a parent, as a, as a son, as a, as a person, right? As a broadcaster. But to even in a very small way understand what Manti Teo's discussing when he talks about being in the limelight, there's one thing where he said the Heisman Trophy press conference, and he has something I don't want to give away the story for those who don't really know how all this transpired. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, my God, that asshole, like I can't believe how – then you don't know the truth. You should watch this documentary the second this is done because you'll be bewildered by just how screwed up it is with what really I mean look he was gullible and naive and yes he knows that but you want to talk about getting like people literally just taking apart his life with lies it's terrible what happened to him there's a part where he's at the Heisman Trophy thing and he gets asked a question by Chris Fowler on the stage and two days before that, I won't give it away, but a very big pivotal moment in the story happens, which is like, you know, probably had him sleeping two hours a night 
to the two nights before that, sobbing, freaking out, not knowing what to do, not knowing who to even ask what to do. And he says, like into the camera, should I have then said, like right on national TV, well, to be honest, here's what's going on. I've lived that. I lived that. I lived that. On so many different nights, I lived that. You can't say anything. And sometimes nobody would understand. It's a horrible way to live. So I really felt for the guy. I watched this thing, and I wanted to at least just hop on for a few minutes to say, like, I, the entire world deserves this guy an apology. Now, I'm not saying from watching a, a two-episode you know, doc that I you know, know how much you know, we all resonate with certain people, but I think I have a lot of similar qualities to him, and I think it's a compliment. I, I'd be okay with that because I, I, you know, he kind of jumps off the screen to me as like a very, very – he's much more conservative than I am in terms of like you know, handling himself with you – know, um, But I kind of resonate with with what comes off the screen, and I I, I get a good vibe of kind of who he is. And if he's like me, I always say this: like you know, the apologies probably wouldn't mean anything. But everybody who was on Twitter ripping this guy probably should anyway. There'll be a part of it, I'm sure, that that he will say, "Yeah, I'm." I'm I'm glad I can, you know, walk forward knowing that person knows that they were wrong to rip me on Twitter and call him all the names that they did and all the memes. I mean, he has career torn down. He can't get that stuff back. You can't get those years back. You can't. But I just was was blown away by this thing. So I wanted to hop on here just for a few minutes and again, kind of like another bonus episode, but I'll call it forty four. For people to watch this documentary, it really kind of it hit me. It's just it's what a what a what a a sickening display of not caring about other people for this human to play all these roles in a family and all these voices and to mess with somebody who's trying to like you know earn their life for their family and change their family's life in the way that he was like that. Just I can't even. And and one lie after another, and then another lie, and then another lie, and he's at some point he's trying to figure it out. I live that, trying to figure it out. Then he becomes you know Perry Mason. He's trying. He don't understand. It took Deadspin like five minutes to figure it out. But sometimes that's what happens when you're in it. You don't understand, and then you need kind of that knock on the door from somebody on the outside who, you know, had the actual information and said, "Hey, by the way." If you're actually curious what's been happening to you the last few years, this is what and who it is. We all have our own things that resonate, but in that moment when I saw that play out on that screen, I've had that exact literally moment happen in my life. And you feel like the dumbest human on the history of planet Earth. Asking yourself, how could you be so stupid? I always joke with people now when I talk to them about different things and I'm, you know, shooting the shit of the pool or whatever. It looks like, you know. And they're telling me, because I'm still like the person, like randomly, the people don't even know, like sharing their stories about like, ah, oh, my girlfriend this, my boyfriend this. And, you know, I, I mean, I, 
you know, I live vicariously through others now. But it's like, you know, I say love can't buy you love. but Money can't buy you love. Right. But love can make you dumb. Happened to Manti Teo. It's happened to everybody. Happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. And you and you and whoever you, everybody. But this guy on a big stage at the level that he did, and, and when you see what went on behind the scenes, I mean, it's kind of understandable why he, now look, I, I can't imagine, like, how many times I'm going to, you know, hear the FaceTime's not working before I'm going to think, like, but I'm really cynical, and he's not. He's a, he was a 20-year-old kid with great faith from a, a very humble you know, home and humble family and humble beginnings who was just out there in a, in a football player, and, you know, he's not thinking that way. You know, from a beautiful island in Hawaii where everything was nice and wonderful. And it's like, you know, I'm a Jew from Long Island who at 20 years old was already, you know, living in Boston on my way to L.A. I'd see it's just a different life. And for all of you, different story. Probably not. No, I don't think it, it would have worked on me that way. Probably not. But I get it. I feel like I feel like everybody deserves this guy in a owes this guy an apology. And he may not because the kind of person he is need it, but he'd probably lie to you if he says he doesn't want it. I know you want uh, sports. They're coming. We'll get back into that. Uh, did the Islanders in episode 43, now went life pod. I'll go all sports and branch out across the board Monday with us episode 45. In the meantime, join the Unfiltered Revolution. I hope you check out this documentary and let me know what you think. It really... Really jumped out at me. And uh, if you haven't seen American Underdog, the Kurt Warner thing, that's fantastic, too. And I'll keep, uh, you know, look, anytime that anything makes me feel like, boom, I, I'll leave this thing on in the next room and, and we're just going to go. Live or not. Um, that's about it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay unfiltered. Jump in on YouTube. Get in on the Twitter. Stay locked in on the podcast everywhere you get your pods. And I'll see you for episode 45 on Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.